Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Alright, so I didn't watch the UFC last night, but I watched it as like a replay today. And I'm like really sad for Darren Till. Why? Because he was like a such a hot prospect. He was undefeated or he had like one loss on his rise up through the ranks. And now I feel like that's all he's doing is losing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is like his skill is so good. Like his jab and straight is so sharp. The timing, the distance, his speed is incredible. It's just a shame that someone with that good of striking, that much excitement, he's funny, he's charming. But yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep his job. He's what one in four in his last five fights, correct? Yeah, and his one win is against Kelvin Gastelum, who's also kind of in the same boat. Yeah, but you really think they would let go of Darren Till? I hope not. Because of this I, match? I hope not. See, I don't even think it's an option for them because Till is famous. He's got a good name. And yeah, like you said, he's funny and he's charming. He's got a good style. And if he fights often, it's still a name. People still like watching him fight. Maybe if he loses one or two more, then yeah, I'm definitely with you. But I don't know about right now. Unless he's commanding big bucks and he's losing a lot, then he's adding nothing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just his ground game. Derek. I mean, Till would light him up, basically. But Brunson would get him on the floor. And once Brunson's on the floor... He does a good job of maintaining top, causing some damage, and that's that. Even when Brunson won the match, it looked like Till was about to put him away. Like mm-hmm. Brunson was like getting stunned. And but yeah, Brunson's such a good vet and definitely a lot better than Till on the floor. Yeah, he was number fifth ranked middleweight, Derek Brunson. And yeah, he's just one of those like gatekeepers that's like a killer. He also who did he beat that uh the UFC was hyping up a lot? Oh, Edmund Shabazian, yeah. Edmund Shabazian, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, he was a uh, big up-and-comer. And he still is. He's still yeah. very talented, and yeah. he had a fight of the night main event with Derek Brunson, and you know the UFC wanted another highlight reel. Derek Brunson just stopped that. And so I think like Derek Brunson's, uh, I think he also mentioned that he was going to retire if uh, he lost this fight. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's kind of just, he's like always surprising the UFC. I think the UFC's a little pissed at him for like taking out all of the people that they want to market and hype. Well, he called out Adesanya after. What do you think Did of that? Did he really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to look at who are the top middleweight rankings. Does well, providing Adesanya it? beats Whitaker. Yeah, exactly. If he beats Whitaker. He's already beat Brunson, and I think he's going to beat Brunson even worse. Let's see. Cannoneer could yeah. also deserve it. I would say if Brunson and Cannoneer fought, the mm-hmm. winner of that, maybe. I don't think Brunson has a shot. I don't think he has a shot either, but he deserves the shot if he keeps winning. Yes. But I agree with you. Like, I don't know if he's going to win, but... uh, Yeah, the way he looked first there until in my head, I'm like, Adesanya would have put you away. So this is the fifth win in the row for Brunson. He beat Elias Theodoro. That's Um, good. And Elias has a really cool... uh, If you go on YouTube and you look up Survivor Man, Les Stroud, I think he does an episode with Elias where Elias has to, like, survive, and he's like, Kind of freaking out, but he does decently well. How funny. Um, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, Les Stroud's like a big, I think, uh, MMA fan. And so mm. they kind of even spar at the end. I think there was like only one episode. I don't even think they did the show. I think maybe it was like a pilot. But uh, yeah, I digress. So Brunson beat him. And then he beat up uh, Ian Heinish. Heinish, yeah. Heinish, okay. Then Edmund Shabazian. Then Kevin Holland mm-hmm. in a good fight. And the UFC definitely liked Holland. And then Darren Till. So yeah, he's in the last three fights, I think he's beaten up people that the UFC was hoping they could start promoting more. And I guess for some reason, they don't love promoting Brunson. Maybe it's because he's a wrestler and boring-ish and already like a little bit older, 36, 37. Mm-hmm. So for them, they probably look at it as somebody on their way out where like these other young guns they were hoping could make a name off of somebody established as Brunson, but he's right. not letting that happen. So I love that. All right. So the real big thing I think that came away from the fight night was the fight with Modestos Bukakis yes, versus Khalil Roundtree. I was hoping to bring that up. Yeah. All right. So Roundtree basically stomps the knee. Not even knee stop. It's like an oblique kick. It's basically a downward sideways kick towards the outside of someone's knee intended to just tear apart their knee. Mm-hmm. And the UFC had confirmed that Modesta's knee was torn PCL, ACL, MCL, LCL. Every. Oh my God. I didn't even know some of those. All four. That's all you got. Oh. Modestus, he came out and said, hey, don't give Roundtree any negative press or like the fans are shitting on him. He's like, I should have done a better job defending that kick. Right. It's, uh, it is part of the rules. Yeah, I respect uh, him for saying that and being honorable and like, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's something about some maneuvers that sometimes we're like, I don't know if we should allow it, you know? And- yeah, so this is what I wanted to get into a little bit because mm-hmm. this is the most contested thing is should this be banned or not? People are talking about this. So you have the tough guys on the left saying it's a fight. It should just go. And then the people on the right are like, yeah, but there's no time to tap to this. And it's not a knockout. The recovery is a really long time. So do yeah. you really want your fighters losing in a manner that shelves them for a year? Maybe not even. It could be like two years. You're tearing everything. Yeah, apart, he may not right? come back at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I also just side note, I feel like fighters are a different breed. Like I'm always like Dominic Cruz towards ACL three times and still competed. It was amazing. And like in the NFL, some of these athletes, like you lose like a year from an ACL, but sometimes you never recover. It's like mm-hmm. kind of crazy how like some of these fighters are. So what do you think of that movement? Do you think it should be? Okay, so there's. The it's often talked I... about like knees to the head of a downed opponent and the oblique kick. Should they be allowed? Yeah. So the thing is this. How many other people have it? Has it injured? It's mm-hmm. injured a few people, but not so many. And is that does, does this mean that just more and more people are going to continue to go for it? I think like. So. Uh, I always hated it when John Jones did it, but I just feel like it's such a natural move. Like to be able to take that away from somebody is like, it's almost like telling a wrestler to like, you know, you can't double leg. You can only single leg or something. Uh, Okay. Well, let's look at it like this. I like to think of like, this seems like an effective move, right? Mm -hmm. And there's not that much drawback of going for it. Mm -hmm. That's the difference in like some other moves. Now, a lot of tough guys are like, ah, it should be allowed. It should be allowed. But we don't allow everything, right? Like the fighters put gloves on their hands so they don't break their fist on the other guy. Yeah, no groin shots. Right? If everyone's breaking their hands, then they're shelved. Maybe it ends their careers. Like we wear gloves for that. 
Mm-hmm. So you can make those same lines for this. Like there's no tap out for breaking your hand, basically. Like we're not allowed to break each other's fingers. That's yeah. a rule. You can't yep. do that. Yep. Right. Otherwise you would do that every single time you grabbed onto someone. I feel like maybe, but when Roundtree did it, and also we have to stipulate Roundtree is like really, really good at Muay Thai. I think he trains in Thailand as well. And this was like the most brutal version that I've seen. And it was just like a perfect position he was in. Mm-hmm to just do a downward kick right there. Like usually people aren't in that position or have the mindset to go for that kick in that moment. And so like he did it with like great technique. I don't know if like so many people are going to be able to do it, but I do want to protect the fighters. And if they are shelved forever, like maybe like, I don't think it should be stopped from the front, you know, like if you're doing it to like prevent, I think there needs to be like, a spectrum of when you can throw that. I could get really subjective there. I know, but that's why we have the refs, right? Like try to do it. So I, I just, I feel like most people that, that keep contending that this shouldn't be a rule are always contending it like, oh, it's a fight. It's a fight as if like we can strike the back of the head of an opponent or other, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of rules in place that I think people don't question just because they've already been rules and they just like, oh, it's a fight. Like, well, no, there's a lot of fucking things you can't do. Yeah, uh, you can't low blow them. You can't bite them. Yep. You can't break their fingers. Like it, it, there are some protections for the fighters. I don't know where you draw the line. I, I'm more along the lines of like, I don't know about this kick. I'm on the fence a little bit about it. I would lean towards making it illegal. And I think knees to the head of a downed opponent should be legal. Yeah. And you feel that way because of physics, correct? Like it's really hard to generate a crazy amount of momentum anyway. So a knee on a downed opponent while you're down is not as strong as a knee, like Stand. a flying knee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, I, I agree with you in that sense. Yeah. yeah, and I think I agree with you on this. I just feel like it has to be done in a certain way. Like, because, or I mean, it would be a detriment to kickboxers and Muay Thai fighters. Like, you know, you'd specifically be singling them out a lot more. Right, right. Yeah. Do you have guys less engaging because they know that's available? No, actually, what I think would evolve with um, I think people would just get away from a more staggered stance and end up getting a lot more squared in there. Okay. So that kick would be less available, but it'd, be, it'd make for very weird striking. That's for sure. When Roundtree hit it, though, he hit it when he was kind of to the side of Modestus, correct? Right. Yeah. He had like a very heavily staggered stance, both of them. That's, that's usually what happens is if someone's in, if they're both in like basically like boxing stances or heavily staggered. If you had like a boxing stance, if someone but was Roundtree to- was like kind of perpendicular, no? So he could just kick the other guy like. Modestus yeah. is like knee to the side. It was just like anybody that throws that kick at that moment could hurt Modestus. Like from that angle, it doesn't matter who it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's like almost like the same premise as like anybody that kicks you in the nuts is gonna hurt you. It doesn't matter if it's like a twelve-year-old or like a professional fighter. Like, and same thing with like sure. the finger bones. Like you know, like just disjointing them. Right. Uh, like a shot to the eye. Like, uh, like a poke to the eye. So yeah, in that sense, yeah, we are making it like a sport. It's not like fight to the death. And so mm-hmm. like, all right, don't allow that one kick. I know you're staggered and you're right to the side, but I don't think it should be stopped if you're in the front of the person and you're looking at each other. I think you're la- like, I don't think John Jones should be and Whitaker, like they both go for this a lot, should necessarily be stopped from throwing that because you are face to face. And like you said, then you can change your stance. Like you could do something to avoid that teep kick somewhat but if you are 
to the side of each other and there's like no protection and you happen to end up in that fucked up spot, maybe it is prudent to tell that fighter, don't do that kick at that moment. Yeah, I would say that can get pretty tough. I think that's well, more subjective than strikes to the back of the head. That would be tough for the ref to do. So for me, if it's like you either allow it all or you don't allow any. Mm. That's what yeah. I would say. And if you and if and if you have to go that route, then I would say allow it all. And maybe the fighters adapt to this. Maybe they start taking more squared stances. Maybe you see way more grappling heavy fights, which I don't want to see. But, you know, maybe I wonder if this evolves. Yeah. And we've seen evolutions even recently with like the calf kick and like that, yeah. I feel like is like super new. Even John Jones was doing like this front kick to the knee. That was like the new one before the calf kick. That's weird, man. All these leg kicks are um, it's interesting. Yeah, Joe Rogan has always had a boner for like kicks. He's like, why aren't they going for the legs? And mm -hmm. personally, as somebody that's trained not so much, but like a little bit like the leg kick is the thing that I hate most. I hated training that like mm -hmm. I feel like that's by far the most painful. It's like the worst Charlie horse. So I always wondered, yeah, a lot of times, why were the MMA guys not going after it so much? Like these Jack dudes, I feel like a couple kicks to somebody's leg, like you fucking could just incapacitate. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So you would make it, you would make it illegal though. Yeah, I would. And, and what is it exactly? Just like a kick to the knee, no kicks to the knee, like while doing like a pushing motion. Is that how you'd have to like phrase it? I would just say that the kick... Like you can't do, yeah, you can't do like an oblique kick. You can't do like a side kick at their legs. At their legs? Not even just the knee? Like the How do leg? you? I guess, yeah. Yeah, the, what the purpose would it be out. outside of the knee? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I think I'd agree with you. I understand a little bit about what like the hardcore people might be saying. I, I'm not even, I'm not even like, oh, like it should definitely be taken out. I'm just saying like, if I have to pick, I'm leaning slightly towards that, like 60, 40. I'd rather do it. I'd rather do it the way I said. I feel like from the front, you should be able to throw the kick. But if you're to the side of them, and like, I think maybe by just even changing that little bit of a rule, maybe yeah, it, but, it puts it in people's minds to be more defensive and worry about. But maybe you make people way more staggered than in their stance, knowing that they're protected by that rule. Yeah, you could get that too. Right? You have all the guys that put their hand on the floor because they know they can't I get hate peed. that rule. Yeah. Right. So so maybe that's what you end up doing is you're like, oh, it, it can only be thrown in the front. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm never going to let this guy be in front. Like, I'm just going to continue to turn my back almost to them. And th that does hurt so many fighters. They put their hand on the floor and they think like, mm -hmm. now I'm protected. Where if they knew that they were going to get need anyway, they would be trying so much harder to get out of that position and not allow that position Unless it's Peter Yan. That's, I'm so looking forward to that fight. Like, that's yeah. going to be perfect. Um, yeah, I think we hate kind of seeing, like, it's the same thing that happened in that karate in the Olympics where the dude knocks the other guy out and then he gets in trouble for it where it's like, oh, this is such a good technique and technically this is ultimate fighting. Mm -hmm. But I also understand it's a sport and I feel bad for fighters, like, a good friend, like one of my good friends, like this guy Bradley does here. He's always like, people forget this is the fight business. And I mean, the hurt business. And it's like, oh, yeah, like that sounds different. Like it has like much more of an impact, right? Like the hurt business than the fight business. And mm -hmm. I don't know if we could protect some people. That's I could see man. it. I'd, I'd like to see it get tested out. That's why it would be good if, that's why I like that there's more organizations out. 
Because mm-hmm. you know, you could get somebody like Juan or Bellator and they're like, hey, we're going to institute this. And you could see how it plays out over a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then we could be like, hey, this is great. Let's uh, apply it now to the UFC and hopefully the management is better. I don't think Bellator can do it, but one can. Yeah, one. The unified. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking about that and I like that Modestus had Roundtree's back and Roundtree definitely I don't think was trying to injure him but yeah I I guess at that point are you trying to injure him if you know like I'm gonna fucking injure you with this kick like is that as the game it's allowed you you're you're all playing by the rules yeah it's like what you said though you can't submit that's like an interesting that's why I lean towards it being illegal because like in any other instance where something is breaking you have an instance to tap out yeah. People, I, I see people in the comments like, oh, you're going to make fucking roundhouse kicks legal? Like, no, a knockout's only going to put you out for like 60-day suspension. Like, you can fight again. If you break yeah. your, you know, if you tear your ACL, you're not coming back in 60 days. No chance. No, you might not come back for two years. Has Thiago Santos been fighting since? He uh, has, Dungeon? but he hasn't been the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. right like how could he be the same yeah he had to like learn the whole walk even, yeah the fact that the fact that he's even fighting is remarkable yeah he snapped like both his acl and mcl and both his knees in his fight against john jones so oh, that was in 2019 that was summer 2019 then he fought a year and a half later pretty much against glover Teixeira. He, he got ready. subbed and then he fought alexander rachich rakich and just six months ago, March 6, 2021, three months mm-hmm. ago. And he lost that one. So he's lost three in a row. Yeah, those last two fights, definitely. Those were against top competition, though. Glover's fighting for they the are. championship. Right. Alexander's like a beast. He yep, they're both scary. top five guys. But yeah, that's just... And I think that was probably John Jones's kicks doing those <laughs> the same damage. I forgot who it was, but uh, let me look it up. Whitaker and that guy actually got pissed. <laughs> he won a gentleman's agreement. It might be Darren Till, actually. Mm. And Darren Till previously was like, don't make them illegal. But then after he fought Whitaker, I think he was like, all right, make it illegal. But the same thing happened to Whitaker, I believe, when he fought Yul Romero. So funny. Yeah, no one wants to take him. Yeah, so they're all giving it to each other, you know, and all throwing it like it works. Yeah, I would Uh, imagine, like, people just have to, like, do people have to change their entire stance for this one move? And you're like... I wonder, like that—that's a part of me that wants to keep it because it's like, how do fighters evolve? Mm-hmm. You know, and people make all these subtle adjustments, little things. But I, you know, there are sometimes fucking glitches, right? Like in video games, like glitch yeah. bitches, and mm-hmm. so maybe it's like, oh, this is like hitting it's in the balls is a glitch bitch, you know? So it's maybe this should be added to that. Right. I mean, you can argue a kick to the balls is not as bad as this. Isn't that I, yeah, I would say they're I would say they're both equal. Well, kick to the balls, you can come back and fight in five minutes potentially. No, that's if you stop the fight. I'm saying if they allowed it legally, like that's like you get a good kick in the balls, you're then right. taking them out. After. Right. Right. The same thing that's here. Like, yeah, same thing here. Exactly. That's you're yeah, swaying. That's you're swaying my opinion a little bit. I was never adamant against though that it should never be illegal. Like I think we should always be looking at these things somewhat. Because otherwise, yeah, I'll poke you in the fucking eye, you know, right, yeah. and <laughs> twist your nuts, like try at least, you know, and I'm not saying I'll be able to do it, but that would level if I have to fight some black belt somewhere like that gives me a chance a little bit, you know, if he's mm-hmm. thinking 
let's make it clean. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking knee him in the nuts and bite him. And he might not be expecting that. And that could level anything out anywhere. I mean, eventually I would lose, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I do think we have all these like little gentlemen's agreements sometimes that people don't even realize. Like I was trying to finish a choke on someone, but it wasn't all the way in recently. Mm-hmm. And so I just plugged his nose. Literally just took my fingers, plugged really? his nose and made it harder to breathe. And at the end, he's like, yo, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, damn, no one's ever done that to me before. And I'm like, that's funny because uh, I've had like another person say that. I think Craig said that to me once too. I did that to him. He's like, yo, you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We, I, I like the way you put it. It's just funny to do. So like, I, I don't think it's going to like, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just more annoying to them. Yeah. But I think it's just funny to do that. This gentleman's agreement. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. You just sometimes don't do, especially like jujitsu guys. They get like super, like no one's trying to face crush you and stuff. Yeah. Before training for the tournament, I had somebody's back. Brendan, what's going on if you listen? And then uh, I felt like I was a little mean because if it was like normal training, like I would try to go for like a clean choke. But this time I was like, I'm jamming my knuckles and my fist in, you know, like into your neck or I'm going to choke the chin. Like mm-hmm. I made it rough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to finish it. Like, I, I, I want to practice finishing this too, you know, like not everything mm-hmm. in the real world will ever be clean. And so like, yeah, once in a while, I wasn't like punching him, like trying to get in, but it's like, yeah, it's a fight too, you know, like, and you will develop bad habits too if you're just using your chin to defend or thinking someone's not going to do that and you have pretty good yeah. defense, then no, you don't really have that good defense yet. Like, you'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like for me, it's easier to face crush someone than it is to choke them, like from the back. Yeah, I, I feel like that's how I get most of them sometimes. Some, and, and people will be like, oh, that was like more of my face. But I'm like, I don't care as much anymore. Cause Yeah, like I'm not even aiming. I don't even care if it's even near your jaw. Like I'll get like under your nose, your orbital. Like I don't care. Like I'm just going to put my bone into your bone and see how you feel. That's that's Anthony Buckwitz too. When we had him, I think he's like the face. He always used to be like the face is not a defense. You know, like don't yeah. use your face as defense. And now like I always I'm like, OK, like thank you. Mm-hmm. but i guess that goes with what we we're talking about earlier like you're taught stuff and then it applies and like the way everything works in mma is so rapid and yeah i don't think i remember seeing people throw that kick before john jones really and that was like a while ago like eight nine things now but now you see like whitaker and everybody doing it and learning it and now we're probably seeing more injuries from it so maybe it does make sense now like yeah i wonder if guys get creative like i think about like a janky pseudo type guy where like maybe he turns his back towards his opponent puts his hands on the floor and just starts like mule kicking at guys knees and stuff you know like <laughs> like i wonder if people are gonna do a very like unconventional approach where they just kind of come in like not on the floor but not really standing and they're just constantly kicking at your knees like there's an interesting thing there i've always felt like it was natural maybe it's because i did taekwondo or something but i always liked that push kick just to keep defense like you know away and i was Mm -hmm. always like and it always felt so natural like yeah you stick your hand out to defend but you could also do the same thing with your leg and you could actually hurt with the leg while you defend Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, if I saw if I started seeing stuff like just people doing like mule, I don't think that would ever work though. You'd just get kicked in the ass. Like it would never be. You like, know what I mean? Then it would be you're not like know, completely yeah. turned around. Yeah. I'd say you're in that like really sideways, almost leaning away from them. I mean, I've seen wild things. You see yeah. guys throw rolling thunder kicks, which is always fun and exciting when you see it. Yeah, they never hit. I always feel like they do that to kind of hit like, one. Yeah. I feel like it's mostly done to just to like when they're tired, like at the end of the round, and then it's like, all right, like yes, <laughs> like, like we'll grab yeah, because even if you hit it, if it doesn't like stun the guy, you're on the bottom. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I always just like get like a cringy, like I kind of hate when people say how the NFL is getting like pussified. Like I don't really think it is. Like these people are still beasts and hurting each other. I feel like now they're just being like, all right, be more technical while you hurt each other. Mm. I think that's I think that's fair. Like just be better at the sport. You're also like covering up your body. Like you have way more like pads and abilities than you did people did in the past. You know, so it makes sense that you have to like evolve with the times. Yeah, like now, like a defenseless receiver, like yeah, you could like murder people and it would just like I hate seeing that. You know, like I think you're a little bit of like a sadistic fuck if you enjoy like watching like a receiver jump up and like get totally smashed. There's a retort here. I mean, Tom Brady actually just said this recently of how those rules actually take skills out of the QB. No, yeah, they take skills out of the QB, but I think they also protect the receiver. Like now, like the way athletes are built and how fast they are and like the equipment they have, like I think we would see a lot more paralysis, like pa- like people getting paralyzed than before really Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to say chicken or the egg like some people argue like yo no helmets people wouldn't hit as hard you know like, i agree with I, that. I don't know yeah i agree with that i think we shouldn't have helmets i think all right well that that same line of argument could be said for that right like the qb won't throw over the middle if he knows his receiver is going to get decimated do you know what i mean like it's one of those things where the QB is protecting his receiver. I thought when Tom Brady was saying that, though, he was talking about like leading the receiver. Like it should be the QB that protects the receiver. I think it should be both. The QB should protect the receiver, and the NFL should also protect like the receiver. The NFL protects the QBs like too much. Like they protect them everything because they're worth. Mm-hmm. You know, like now you can't even tackle a QB. Like a lot of th- like falling on them is a penalty. Like and that I do believe is like annoying, mm-hmm. but protecting a defenseless receiver like i wouldn't group those two together like oh, okay. the issue the issue with the qb is a capitalist issue where they spend 35 to 45 million on a good qb and once they lose you lose the entire season so you're losing like out on the entire payroll and everything mm-hmm. so to me i get it but that's capitalism you know that's not like i need to life protecting life where i feel like protecting a defenseless receiver like some of these people the way they're getting hit qb's job you're gonna put that like tom brady said he's like why is it the defender's job to protect the receiver he's like that should be the qb's job it should be both should be both it's hard to protect your opponent in any sport you shouldn't be the one protecting i'm not talking about the opponent i'm talking about the ref so tom protects his qb i mean tom protects his wide receiver and the refs protect the players. Well, Tom is saying that people of his skill can do it, but because you have the rules, all the new guys coming in don't protect their receivers. And he's like, you're actually seeing it more now than it used to happen. I'd need to see the data on that. I don't yeah. know if that's... He's saying you're seeing like it more now because he's like, look, defenders obviously are doing it. Like they're still doing it. 
They're just getting no, they're penalized not. to do it. I don't think they're doing it as much. And I think they're being coached out of it because they're getting penalized. They and are. Even, and like that leading with the helmet, like that's to protect the defender. That's not even to protect the offensive player, like going mm-hmm. for the tackle. And it actually makes you worse at tackling. It's like shooting like a terrible double leg, you know, like it feels like easier, but it's worse for you and you might get hurt, you know? So like, I feel like it is improving technique a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Tom is right, but I also think the NFL is right for protecting those receivers. Yeah, it's and interesting. It, in same regard, like, all right, we don't want the knees of these people getting destroyed of fighters. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to go over? September is, uh, I think we have like a little bit of a lull with like some fights like the last few weeks and the next few weeks. But then, uh, yeah, we have some really good cards to them. The end of September on, there's like a, like, I don't know, 80% of the champions are fighting, it seems like. So, so, yeah, it's going to be super exciting. We get to see Nick Diaz. Um, yeah, that that is exciting. I'm excited for that. The Lawler, we get to even see Kamzat Shemaev come back, who had like a ton of hype last year, and he uh, had like a brutal bout with COVID, and so it'll be nice to see if that hype train like can take off again. All right, here's a good question: Who has the better comeback, Nick Diaz or Hamzat? I would go with Hamzat because he's younger, Same. and and I think like yeah. I think the year off should make him hungry where I'm worried about Nick Diaz is five years off. I'm I think. really worried yeah. about that, but I would love to see. I'm rooting for him so hard, but yeah, for if sure. I had a bet. If he comes back and like puts away Lawler fast, if he just looks incredible, I will be the happiest fanboy <laughs> ever. Yes. It's like, I'll, I'll flip out, but yeah, I've already I've already resigned to being like, oh, this is gonna be sad. If yeah, if Nick Diaz wins, then I feel like the Diaz brothers become like DX and take over like yeah. the UFC. Like it'll just be, it would be like the old school wrestling days, and you would never be able to shout out the both Diaz brothers. It'd be awesome. It'd be yep. yeah. I wonder who <laughs> Nate's gonna fight next. That's the beautiful thing about the sport too, you know, like just to tie back a little bit with like the injuries, like you don't want to lose some of these fighters because of injuries, like, and you want to see them compete and go out. Like, yeah, it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'd be interested to see what fans and stuff think. Listeners think should message us. I mean, I'm really interested to think what people think of that kick or even knees to the head of a downed opponent, elbows, everything. Yeah. Should we be doing more to protect? And maybe even the same thing with the football fans, you know, like, mm-hmm. Are those rules hurt, like leading to more injuries, we think? Or are these rules go- good? I personally think most of these rules are good. I'm a little pissed at the QB. I feel like the QBs are protected too much. We kickers should- too? Yeah, kickers too. <laughs> Same thing. You can't even touch a kicker. I know. It's a- I feel like you should be able to push a kicker. Like maybe not like tackle them, but you should be- everyone should be able to be shoved. Like how are you not like getting shoved? Like, yeah. All right, brother. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about maybe next week. The most successful. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.